Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. Blessings. So we just finished our, our three-day uh, Foundations Apostle Prophet, um, which we're doing for the next nine months. That was the second module. We're doing five modules all together. And it was just it was just fantastic. Yeah, we get to host it here in our house. We, we, anytime we've done them before, we've done them at a hotel in this format. Um, but uh, just because we have the space here, we thought we'd, mm-hmm. we'd just use our, our home. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's so nice to have people, honestly. It's just so nice to yeah. have people in and people coming from Arizona and Ohio and Chicago and mm-hmm. California. It's such a, such a privilege to do yeah. that, you know. But it was really interesting because I wanted, what I wanted to share with you, we both want to share is um, one of the things. <laughs> Uh, so I love how God speaks. If any of you you guys know us, we you know that the Lord is, for us, God speaks in many different ways. And yes, the Bible is our plumb line. It's it's the place we go to. It's the place we, we find God, who he is. It's our major way he speaks. Um, and I love scripture. But God is creative. And sometimes he'll use different things. Like he'll use dreams. He'll use numbers. He'll use uh, people. Uh, so many different uh, avenues for him to speak through. And so um, at the very beginning, before lockdown, before in 2020, uh, way before we knew anything was about to go down, uh, the Lord gave me, woke me up at 3.33. And for all my prophetic, wonderful friends, uh, you know, like, that usually means something. Those things that you pay attention to when you see numbers all the time, the same number. If you wake up, I'll look and see what is the time because that can be significant. Um, so anyway, in March 2020, I woke up and it was 333 and it was Jeremiah 33. And I'll just read it to you because um, it says, call on me in prayer and I will answer you. I will show you great and mysterious things which you still do not know about. Um, And so I I felt like that was just an invitation to the Lord. And then, of course, lockdown happened. And I just always kept that in my heart, you know, call upon me that we know none of us knew what we were going into at that point. We thought it was two weeks and then (laughs) two weeks to flatten the curve. curve. And uh, here we are like two and a half. Or so years later and and so the first uh, night of our our foundations that night I woke up at 333 in the middle of the night and uh, I felt the Lord uh, as, as we as we chatted about it um, we both felt really clearly that it was a bookend it was a bookend to a season yeah. that we have come through and when things happen to prophets, um, it's usually not just for the prophet. It's usually for, it's a message for the body. So like the prophet's life is a message and it's not just for them. It's actually for the body, the wider body of Christ. 
And so for me, it was a bookend. It was God saying, this season is over. This season um, that you've just come through. And it, it's actually when someone counted it out and it was 33 months from March to uh, uh, Friday morning. And we were just saying it's 33 months. So all those details for me are super, super important. And um, so... So it was just a confirmation of uh, that bookended season that we are actually heading into a, a whole new season. Like we've turned, as my friend uh, Charlotte would say, it's not a new chapter. It's actually a whole new book we're yeah. about to step into. We are about to step into um, like things yeah. have, I just saw even in the spirit, like I saw it go like that. I saw things overturn um, that we are heading into a, a whole new time. And then I had this dream. So um, I had this dream of a beautiful prophet friend of mine, and I won't mention the name, but um, she is beautiful in the natural. But in this dream, uh, she was dressed so beautifully, like, I mean, stunning. And everyone in the dream was like, uh, have you seen her? Have you seen what she's wearing? She And they couldn't get over what she was wearing. She was, it was like, they couldn't take her their eyes off her. Uh, their, her beauty was, it was all, almost beyond natural beauty. And her outfit and what she wore was stunning. And um, just on a whole other level. And as I thought about this dream, when I woke up, you know, I was asking the Lord, well, what, what was that about? Because when this person comes, they're a prophet. And when they come to, into my dream, it's usually significant. It's about something. That it's about um, there's, there's something to it. And I felt the Lord say, this is about the bride because um, they have just become a new bride recently. And, and then the dream, the focus was not the husband. It was actually the bride it was all about her and it was about being clothed in this whole new outfit. And I felt like the Lord said that the, if this is about the glory that I'm about to uh, pour on my bride, this is a, a whole other level of glory that people are going to be, their breath is going to be taken because, um, because of what, that the church is going to wear. It's going to wear the glory of God. It's going to be covered in a whole new layer of glory that we haven't yet experienced. And it was just this sense of this is what we're coming into. Um, I'm just looking at my notes. Like it, it was just this uh, sense of we have been in this place of being stretched by the Lord being um, in a place of stretching, some of us it's been very stretching, but it, it's it's to, so that we would be ready to carry this increase of glory, the body of Christ. There's an invitation to us to to carry an increase of glory that we have not yet experienced, or we've experienced a part of. Um, but it's going to be breathtaking to the world. It's going to be so attractive. And, and I always think about if we present, you know, if we represent Jesus well, um, people, he is irresistible. Yeah. Like Jesus is irresistible to people. I think we haven't always presented him well, but I, but it is this sense of us being 
in this place of our capacity being stretched, our capacity being widened, so that we can carry uh, this this kabod, this weary, oh, this weary glory of God, so that the earth would see and be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God, and look at the church and and come into in contact with the church and be overwhelmed by her beauty so that they would come to Jesus, so they would know Jesus and meet him because he is altogether lovely. I love that scripture that says, he is the lily of the valley. You know that song everybody ought to know. I don't know if you sang it Sunday school years ago, everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. <laughs> everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. But it's like he's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He is the fairest of 10,000. Everybody ought to know. And I think that's the time we are coming into people meeting him, seeing him as he is, and uh, represented in all his glory. I think we are in for an amazing time. An amazing time. Not not that all the hard stuff will be gone and we'll be skipping with roses, but I think if we can carry his glory and uh, that be our focus, you know, I think that's what we've been made for for such a time as this. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I was deeply encouraged. Yeah. Deeply, deeply encouraged. You know. Yeah, so we, we just we just want to like declare that over everybody so yes. that this season is done. Like the season that started um <clears throat> in March twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's got as much I don't think it's mm -hmm. a, this is not about you know the coronavirus or anything like that. This is actually a season and the season i think is largely a season of preparation mm -hmm. and largely a season of uh just god really saying who's gonna mm -hmm. stay sane <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not saying god did this so that we no see absolutely that's, not. that's not what it is but i i think the purpose of it is to um I, you know i i kind of find that some of us are angrier than than uh, than God you know it's like we we don't think that God has the ability to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it into good you know so mm -hmm. and that's not to say it hasn't you know it's been an easy time or anything like that anyway you get my point I, I think we trust mm -hmm. completely in God but that wasn't the whole word no so <laughs> So there's one more piece to it. Um, I need the scripture. Uh, so the next night, uh, so we're all learning, right? Uh, so the, the next night I woke up at uh, 3.26. And I'm like, okay, uh, 3.26. Would that be Jeremiah 32 and 6? And I, I looked at the chapter and I felt like it was actually... Uh, it was it was about Jeremiah 32. It was about the whole chapter. And so the whole chapter in Jeremiah 32 was about Jeremiah buying a field. 
and he was buying a field and the Lord gave him instructions about buying this field and uh, how his cousin or a relative would come and his, the relative would say, here, do you want to buy this? Um, I mean, it's all through the, I'm not reading the Jeremiah 32, go home and go home. <laughs> when we finish, hopefully you're all home. <laughs> you're all home. When we finish, uh, you can go and read it. Um, but it, it was this sense of the Lord giving him land and the Lord saying, you're going to own a field and I want you to buy it. Um, and I'm going to give you favor by my field. You know, it was his uncle was going to say to him, buy my field. And the Lord says, when he says this, I want you to say, yes, I'm going to buy your field. And I felt like the Lord um, was saying that next year, like, like this coming season is going to be a season of owning, a season of taking, a season of taking ground, a season of buying land. Because for, you know, I know, I, I know like half a dozen, maybe half a dozen is not, I know a number of prophets who are homeless right now. Now they're living in rented accommodation, um, us being one of those, um, but they're, they're looking for a home. And so again, the prophet's life is always a message. So for me, it is about um, being in the right place, about being transitioned into your destiny, about being transitioned happening and being put and, and actually being able being established. So I think we are coming into the next 12 months is a, is a season of being established, of getting ground, of the Lord actually making a way for land, the Lord making a way to own homes. Um, you know, we've been here two and a half, well, just, a, just under two and a half years. And, you know, we're here in the obedience of God and we love San Diego. And but we're like, well, God, we're here, and you know, where's our home? Because we yeah. don't want to be renters our whole life. We want to we want to own because I, there's something about owning the ground, and uh, and having a place and being established. And I just feel like the Lord is going to establish people in this next season, in this next twelve to eighteen months. There will be an establishing of land. There will be favor for land. There will be an exchange of land and even homes. I believe the Lord buildings and homes. I even feel like uh, that there's going to be church buildings. Churches will be given buildings. Yeah, there will be um, like there will be a whole connection with business and church. And I feel like there'll be an exchange of properties within those two realms. Um, that there's going to be a, a really good partnership with church and business. And I feel like it's going to benefit both. And But it will be in the next 12 to 18 months is what I, I feel like this next season we are coming into. So if that's you and that's us, that's where we are uh, today, like, you know, in December 2022, we are relying on the promises of God for a home. We are relying on the promises of God for a monastery. We want to build a monastery, a modern monastery to raise mystics, prophets, poets, and uh, musicians. We, we want to do that. And yeah, many of you want to do that. You have dreams. And, and so I think we bring those to the Lord and we do all we can do to let him do what he can do in this next season. It's so it's very exciting. 
And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it is, you know, the Lord is with us. And I just want to encourage you, if that's you, uh, the Lord is with you and he will, you know, he'll make it clear. Like he says to Jeremiah, this is what's going to happen. And this, when they say this, I want you to do this. And so for me, that takes a heart and a posture of intimacy. That takes a, that takes us really tuning into the father and what, where he wants to take us. Cause you know, it's always good. Yeah. And um, so that, that I, we were just super encouraged cause that's where we are. We are homeless. <laughs> we are. Thank God. Thank God. We're, not re- we're not in the streets, but we don't have a home in San Diego. Um, <laughs> I want to work at that monastery. Uh once we get that up and running. <laughs> so we're excited. We're encouraged. We feel very encouraged. Um, and, you know, heaven is moving on your behalf. I just want you to be encouraged, all of you, um, as we are, that heaven is moving on your behalf. And uh, I love, I'm talking too much. You, oh, you're doing great. Yeah. I, I love that song where it says, you know, even though we don't see it, he's working. And, and sometimes we can sing that by um, word of knowledge, and sometimes we can sing that by a prophetic word. <laughs> and uh, is that right? Explain the difference. Then. The difference is, one, you're declaring that, that this is actual fact. In my life. I in my life, even though I don't see it, you're working. And the other one is. You're uh, hoping it's true. <laughs> the potential is he's working. <laughs> so I'm really you, hoping it's true. I'm really hoping it's true. So are you saying that as a prophetic word, like in the potential this is happening, the possibility is happening, or are you saying it as a word of knowledge, this is actually fact. And we're declaring that tonight over you guys, that this is a word of knowledge, that this is what God's doing. Even though we don't see it, he is working. It, You know, it's like, all the preparation parents do, kids are totally unaware of. All the saving they do, all the wrapping they do, the hiding, the, the leaving the gifts with the neighbors at times. You know, uh, like we when we first got married, I bought in a canoe, kayak. <laughs> a kayak. And I had to hide it in my neighbor's yard <laughs> because uh, even it's hard, though... It's hard to- even though he really small. <laughs> even though he didn't see it, I was working. <laughs> and so that's what the Lord's doing. He's preparing, he's working. There's the angels moving on, on our behalf. I know that. That, you know, he's so, so good. Um, so when you think about that, think about um all the parents, you know, all the conniving, all the hiding, and all the the saving to work on their children's behalf so they get so, so they get this gift from them and that's what the lord i i believe is on the heart of god you know for us yeah yeah it's it's two weeks to christmas day today yesterday was my mm. birthday um i was 42. <laughs> he's um, going backwards once i got to 50 i started to come <laughs> backwards so i'm 42. i'm benjamin buttoning it once once i hit 50. oh i hope not like that'd be terrible so the, the thing, you know, I know Michelle saying, you know, do you have any sense of timing? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if God is as interested in the timing as we are. Honestly, I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's, I, that's kind of, 
I think the time, because the timing can get mixed up because we stop obeying, we stop believing, we stop mm -hmm. renewing our minds, we stop, <clears throat> we, we give up on the spiritual warfare between our ears. Because uh, I, I think once the word's released, the time is nigh. I think the mm -hmm. minute a word is released, that the season's over, the season has shifted, yeah. then the word is, is right here, right now. But it's what we choose to do with that. Um, and, and for me, that's one of the powers of the prophetic is that it, it stirs us mm -hmm. to respond immediately mm -hmm. unless there's a delay word. And of course, then we were chatting about that this weekend. Sometimes prophetic words are given and the first thing is 10 years down the line. And the second piece of the prophetic mm -hmm. word happens this weekend and right. all of that, you know, so sometimes God even reveals stuff chronologically. But I think when the word is given that yeah. the season stops, this is a bookend. Mm -hmm. I, I believe it happened, you know, Friday, Friday, mm -hmm. uh, that, it was done. It would be interesting if you went back and sort of looked at like who went on mm -hmm. lockdown on the 8th, on March 8th. Because mm -hmm. I know most people went sort of March 17th around then. But mm -hmm. um, so anyway, uh, I, I think that that's it, that the the once once the word is given, then yes. it's, it's activated. And it's then our responsibility to steward that word. Um, the same with the land stuff and all mm -hmm. that. It's our responsibility to steward that word. God has given us a vision for Antakt, which is the Irish word for unity, which is a modern monastery. It will be a modern monastery here in Southern California mm -hmm. that will own the airwaves. I am fed up mm -hmm. with media owning the airwaves, with media and uh, what, what Paul calls elemental spirits um, mm -hmm. owning airwaves. And I think it's actually the responsibility of the church to own the airwaves. And those airwaves are not about uh, threats and all that they're about love joy peace yeah. you know we want we want to laugh yeah. the our way is clear right right we want to be so <laughs> joyful that we're going to laugh the our way is clear that would be yes. that would be incredible and the sign of hope in the our way is not the sign of destruction and despair yeah. but but here's the thing all that being said god does have a day that there is a Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. You know, when when we so, judge us all you want, but we did the full on, um, we, we did the full on kind of Santa thing with our kids um, <laughs> because we loved it growing up and um, we, we just did so the fun. full on. We honestly, my mom never told me at any point there was no such a thing as Santa. I've never told our kids there's no such thing as Santa. So, um, so there's that. Um, so judge, judge me all you want. Um, and we used to hold our kids in uh, at the top of the stairs. Like we, we held them at the top of the stairs while I went downstairs to see if Santa had been. That's right. And, and for me, like, that, you know, they'll, they'll talk about they're all grown up now and they'll mm -hmm. talk about, you know, that the closer you get, that the anticipation deepens, mm -hmm. which is language straight out of Romans 8. In, in the Greek, it's language straight out of Romans 8. Mm -hmm. Like the closer we get to this, the more time goes on, the anticipation deepens. Mm -hmm. That's the posture of our heart. It's not the despair deepens. And is this ever going to happen? It is mm -hmm. the anticipation deepens because... And I, I, I just believe that the, there is a Christmas morning. I just believe that's the Lord's heart for us, 
is that there is a go word, right? Sort of militarily, there is a go, there is a go, go, go. There's a time like, <laughs> like there's a, there's a time when, you know, the Lord was Eugene Peterson calls the, you know, the, the Lord of hosts that, that, um, that Hebrew name for, 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 for God he says the God of the angel armies mm-hmm. and there's a time when the God of the angel armies deploys. Ooh. Come on. Like there, there is, there is a moment that God has said mm-hmm. at on this day, at this hour, go. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love that. So there's a Christmas morning, right? Mm-hmm. There is, there is a day appointed and apportioned for the release of your breakthrough. And that's not to say we're not doing everything we can. We just spent the whole weekend, uh, you know, teaching people how to go after breakthrough, including ourselves, <laughs> teaching ourselves how to go after breakthrough. But so yeah. we're trying to align everything to go after breakthrough, that we're getting our minds in the right mm-hmm. gear, that we're challenging our thinking, mm-hmm. and then we're activating it by faith and faith in the presence of God. That's kind of the secret for breakthrough, really. But you go, you didn't even need to come to the school. It's great. Um, just shared everything. Just shared everything, <laughs> just like that. I mean, it took us three days to get through all that, but um, that that's kind of that's kind of it. So yeah. we we're doing all that, but I I want I want you to know mm-hmm. that it's not something you're doing alone. That there is mm-hmm. an appointed time, mm-hmm. right? There is an appointed time where God says go. The, the thing for me when Rachel talked about the word is, mm-hmm. is that um, many of you know that, that my take on the whole uh, March 2020 thing was that this was the enemy. This was not the enemy's um, action. It was his reaction that what had happened earlier on in 2020 was that I was seeing um, all, not all, all seldom means all. I was saying God recalling the hosts of heaven back to heaven. And I felt that they were being briefed for a mission. I, I think we're. <laughs> and, and I don't think the enemy knew what, what, what was happening. And, and honestly, listen, like the, 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 the plan for Jesus had to be kept a secret, unveiled in language that the enemy in the enemy's camp wouldn't understand. He that has an ear, let him hear. It had to be veiled in language that the enemy couldn't understand. Like I believe, like a lot of theologians believe, that the, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, it was an information gathering exercise by Satan, mm-hmm. that he was gathering information to see what was going to happen. Um, and trying to find out what was going to happen because he didn't know what was going to happen. And if he knew what was going to happen, he would never have arranged the crucifixion. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't have led that trial. No, <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, so there's times God doesn't even reveal things to the prophets. I know that it says in the scripture, God doesn't do it. You know, I, I, clearly that's, that means something other than we've been reading it as. Because there's times God doesn't do stuff because he doesn't want prophets going on Facebook and set telling um, <clears throat> or getting in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clearly there's times God 
doesn't reveal things. Mm -hmm. And I I know that the enemy, I'm, I'm convinced the enemy has no idea what's coming. Mm -hmm. I love that. So good. <laughs> so when Rachel says that mm -hmm. it's the end of a season, for me, it's not the season of COVID. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the, the season of preparation for a full-on yeah. move of God. Wow. That's what I believe. That's that's very exciting. Isn't I it? mean, I I don't many of you may remember nineteen ninety-four when there was a move of God. In Canada of all in places. In Canada, eh? And impacted the world. Yeah. Give people a whole different, like change marriages, change people's lives, save people's lives, millions and yeah. millions of lives. And the goodness of God, God was poured out. And I think the glory we're about to, God is going to reveal as a whole other level of glory. Yeah. You know, which is, I think God's glory is, uh, terrifying because it's the awe of God um, and I don't mean uh, yes I do I mean it's if you, if you <laughs> like I, I, I just think of different people I know who have met God who have been accosted by his presence and they've had to say God stay your hand because I'm going to die if you don't lift your hand off me. Yeah. And and I want that and I'm terrified of it. <laughs> I want that. We I think we all want that. Uh because we want to see God move in such a a fresh uh way with fresh oil on all of us, you know. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So God, we just release mm. the, the we just release the, the bookend. We release that this is the end of the season. This is the end of the season. This is the end mm -hmm. of a season for many of us yeah. that have been caught up within seasons within the season. Um, but this is the end of it. And we are greatly expecting for all you're going to do. And Lord, I, I pray that you would be fully uh, engaged with us and fully present with us as we try to figure all this stuff out mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. One of the things I would say is that you're going to hear a lot, a lot from prophets coming up, like this is the word from 2023. Anything you hear that is not filled with joyful anticipation of good, you need to throw it out. If you start hearing, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that there's not hard stuff in this world, you have troubles. But if you start to hear about wars and rumors of wars, you need to throw it out. That was for a different season. That was for a different thing. This is actually God's, the increase of his government and of peace, mm. there shall be no end. I think there's a, there, there's, there's a warning that comes with this. I think with the end of, with the bookend, there's a warning that comes with it, which is you got to make sure you're doing everything that you've been called to do. Mm -hmm. You just, you have a responsibility to do everything that, that you've been called mm -hmm. to do. I might be beating that as a drum at the minute, but yeah, um, you got to take it seriously. So yes, um, yes. Got to take it seriously. 
it's an important time and it's a incredible sobering time because I we will carry the the presence and glory of God. Do, do you, for those of for those of us that have had children, you know the first child that you have and that you're amazed that they let you leave the hospital with this child. Because <laughs> yes. you don't know what you're doing. And, and it kind of feels this is the this is the sense and the spirit I have. Uh, the sense and the spirit is that we've 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 been getting ready and still don't feel ready. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're gonna have this baby and we're gonna what you expect me to look after it? Like you're now expect because because I, I do think there's suddenlies even coming. Like the what what I'm seeing is uh is like a breakthrough of suddenlies even, and I don't mean in the next 12 months, I mean uh, we had a suddenly today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A very uh, yeah, like... we incredible suddenly, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just think that we're coming into suddenlies that the things that we're mm-hmm. um, that we've been preparing for and don't feel we're ready for mm-hmm. that there is a suddenly coming, and I think it's the same with the church. The church is kind of running around going, you know, we're like we're. Like, we're going to build apostles and prophets because we actually need this foundation to be secure. And we're, we feel, I feel like we're at 10% and God's going, good enough. Good, that's good. good. That's great. (laughs) And that's kind of like how I think it is. We want, we want to be the perfect bride. Um, Like I'm, I'm pretty sure some of you have been having dreams about not being ready. You know, dreams about not being ready, that someone's coming to pick you up and you're not ready, you're going to get married and you're not ready, or you're mm. not wearing the right things and all that kind of stuff. And I think those are I think those are prophetic signposts of the suddenlies that are about to come because you don't feel ready. The problem is when we feel ready, it's probably too late. <laughs> so just release the suddenlies, the season of suddenlies. Yes. Breakthrough and suddenly. And that doesn't take away any of our responsibility. We know that, right? Yeah. Um, We're still contending for breakthrough and doing all that we can do so that he can do what only he can do. Yes. So, so good. I'm loving the comments. So good, guys. It's amazing. All right, people. We will see you next week, and then we're taking a break for two weeks because Christmas and New Year will be upon us. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Both oh, on, my both goodness. Both on Sundays. Yeah. It's a good day. Yes. We love you guys. Take care, and we'll be here next week. We will. And if, if, if you're around on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, which is mm-hmm. 5 p.m. Eastern, um, our dear friend Ivan Roman mm-hmm. reached out to me and said, I think we need to go after fear. Um, mm-hmm. We're calling it Killing Fear, uh, which of course Facebook won't let us promote probably <laughs> uh, because it's, it's, got, it's got one of their shadow band <laughs> words. But we're going to go after fear. Yes. Um, I, I don't want to just say the spirit of fear, but we're going to go after we're going to go after fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. There's a reason it says nearly 400 times in Scripture, fear not, mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of the, the weapon the enemy uses. Like, anyway, I won't get into that. <laughs> You'll do that on Wednesday? I, pro- I won't even get Will into it? some of the stuff. I'll, I'll do some of the stuff I'm thinking right now in the dining yeah. company on Tuesday. So. Yes. 
Well, I won't. You won't. Anyway. All right. Ramble, ramble. All right, people. <laughs> bless you. Love you. Take care and God bless.